Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. Delighted to be joining you today. And uh, I missed last week, and uh, that's kind of unusual, uh, but it's been a busy time around here, and so I do hope you'll forgive me for that. I wanted to talk about in this week's episode something that I think is one of the most important things that a business owner, especially in the modern era, uh, can and should talk about. And, and beyond that, it's something that I want to be very upfront with you that I am still working on in my own life. So it's not as though I have this figured out, um, but it's something that I'm very aware of and very attentive to. And a lot of the work that I'm doing now is in service of this larger picture. And what I want to talk about is designing your life and then designing your business. Okay. Designing your life and then designing your business. Cause most people get this backwards, especially if you're like me. Now, I once heard my, uh, my, my former boss, he had a saying that for him, running was like a candy bar. And running, I don't think, will ever be like a candy bar uh, for this guy. Um, but the analogy stuck with me. And so uh, if you'll allow me to use it, I, I like to say that for me, business is like eating a candy bar. Um, it's delicious. It's amazing. It's one of the most exciting things. It's, you know, a lot of people like playing games. And, and actually, you know, I like playing video games and all that. But like, you know, for some people, it's sports. For some people, it's, you know, climbing or whatever. Um, for me, it's business, right? Business is my fun. Business is my hobby. Uh, business is, is my game. And the paths that that could lead you down and the pitfalls that that could lead you down are uh, something that I don't even think we need to discuss. It's very obvious how uh, dangerous that very mindset can be. And so it actually takes quite a bit of intentionality to not get sucked into your business. Well, before we continue and talk about this, I did want to say that this week, the episode is brought to you by my mentorship program. If you just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com, you can get signed up for the mentorship program. We have bi-weekly group calls and uh, we like to chat. It's really fun uh, for you to go in and ask your questions based on where you're at in your business, having some fantastic conversations with some fantastic people in there. And I would just love for you to join us to, to come see what's going on. I think it's going to be a beneficial thing for you. So subscriptionwebdesign.com and uh, you can sign up for the membership today. Okay. So I was thinking over the, the holidays this past uh, few weeks of just the amount of freedom what I do currently affords me. And I'm very privileged uh, to have that and very aware of that. And for me, I was just thinking about how, you know, it's not, it's not about the Lamborghinis, you know, it's, it's not about the, um, you know, the trips to destinations or, you know, vacations that you could take, even though all those things are fine and dandy. I mean, if you want to own a Lambo one day, like, you know, totally do it. Um, but no matter what business I'm into, that's like never my goal, right? My thing is never the, you know, the actual, um, the money. And I know that again, like when you're not starving, it's easy to say that when you are starving, you're focused on money. And by the way, I think that's totally great and totally cool. And, uh, and by the way, I also don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make a lot of money, do good things in the world with the money or even spend it however you want to. All those things are totally fine. But for me, that's not it. But then, you know, it, it'd be easy for me to say, oh, well, okay, even though that's not it, I know what is it. It's the game. It's, it's just playing, right? It's, it's being on the scoreboard. It's doing business itself. Um, it would be really easy for me to say that because of what I just told you. Business is like a candy bar. 
Um, however, that would be the wrong reason. Okay, it's not the right reason. And for me, it's something a lot more uh, almost intangible. It's, it's, it's a specific feeling. It's the feeling I had where, you know, even though literally on Christmas Eve, when everybody else had been out of work, at least that day and maybe the day before, I was still working. There were things I was still working on on Christmas Eve. I hadn't planned on it, um, but some things came up and I was still doing some work. But then the week after Christmas, I worked reduced hours and I still worked more than I wanted to on some of those days. However, for at least half the week, I played like hours upon hours upon hours of video games and had a blast, which is something that I never do. And what dawned on me is the reality that even though I have lots of obligations right now, lots of things to do, um, more things on any given day that I could do uh, than I will ever have time for. The reality is, is that aside from maybe some meetings or whatever, because of the way that my business is designed to run and to operate, while my business is still creating excellent results for our clients, the best results we've ever created, I, as the owner of the business, have the freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to take a couple hours off and I'm going to go play video games instead. The reality is I'm, I'm going actually to, be, to try to be more intentional about doing that playing video games or playing with the kids or spending time with my wife. It's not just video games. I'm going to try to be more intentional about doing that in the times when, you know, other people have to be clocked into the office because of the, you know, at the end of the day, that's one of the reasons I did this. That's one of the reasons I made this jump is because it's so amazing to have the time freedom and the ability to actually do that. So my goal here with subscription web design is not to help you create another job for yourself. Now, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you how to think. So if you're someone who loves being a technician, you don't want to scale, you don't want to lead a team, that's totally fine. The reality is, is that we're going to talk about that sort of thing from time to time uh, because it's, it is my passion. It is my, uh, the, the way that I wanted to do business. And I think uh, in my conversations with others, a lot of others are interested in that as well. But just because that's the, the case doesn't mean that there's anything morally better about that or anything superior about that at all. If you're someone who wants to do all the work in your business, that's fine. If you're going to do that, you just have to come to terms with the fact that you'll never grow a business that doesn't depend on you. And that's arguably not a business. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Because once you're gone, it's gone. So it's really more like a job or a career just with a few more headaches. So really think about that. Um, but my, my goal is, is not to help you build another job for yourself. I really do want to help you build a business that is going to give you freedom. And some of that freedom is going to require some things. You know, it might require, if not scaling the team in terms of the delivery, it might require maybe getting some help on the administrative end, or maybe just having an assistant come in and help you do some things, or maybe making the decision to say, you know what? I love designing websites. Let me partner up with a developer who I can pay to work alongside me on some sites to just pass off the functionality to him. And then if that's taking up half your time, you can start producing two websites in the same amount of time that you used to produce one. You see? So there are some creative ways to do it without having to build a large team, um, what I call an Avengers team, with a variety of different people in different roles. And that's what I decided to do. And I'm having a blast doing it. It's like super duper fun. But if you just want it to be you and one other person or something, that's like whatever this needs to look like for you. I'm just saying it's not really interesting to me to help you build a job. I want to help you build a business. And the reason I want to help you build a business 
is because I want you to build a life. I want you to have the life that you want to live on a daily basis and then build a business to support that. So what you should do here is figure out what your daily life should look like and dream big here, okay? Start by zooming out 30,000 feet and say, you know what? What would it just be awesome? Like I would wake up every day so stoked to do life if every day looked like this and then whatever that is, okay? What would that do for you? What decisions would that help you to make? You know, I didn't even plan on, like it wasn't intentional to put this episode at the beginning of the year, right after New Year's, uh, but it's good timing. It's a good time to think about this sort of thing. By the end of 2023, where would you like to be? Where would you like to see your business? What numbers would you like to have obtained? What um, you know, sort of clientele would you like to have worked with? What time spent with family would you like to have had? What new fun hobbies have you taken upon yourself to learn or to get involved with? And once you figure that out, again, this doesn't have to be rocket science. I'm just going to give you a couple simple things here because it's not difficult. You just have to do it, <laughs> right? Uh, which can be the hardest part for some of us. But once you figure that out, once you look at that, you put it down on paper, maybe even, and you say, you know what, this is what I want the year to look like. Or this is what I want my experiences to be like this year. Then work backwards and design the business that supports it. Here's what I mean practically. If you want to be able to work a 20-hour work week instead of a 40-hour work week, okay? If that 20 to maybe 25-hour work week would make it to where it gave you the free time to do in your life what you actually want to do, that's going to have an effect on the amount of time that you can work, obviously, and on the amount of billable work that you can do because there's still administrative work and everything to do in there as well. So if you want to do that, then you have to adjust your thinking around what the business charges, around who works in the business, around what the hours of the business are. You have to work those details in to your business to design the business that would support the life that you have claimed that you wanted. The next thing I would say here is to make sure that you set a time horizon, okay? Um, when you set any goal or come up with any way of doing things, it's very, very difficult to take action on those things if there is no urgency associated with it. This is not, you know, um, I mean, this is just a human thing. All right, let me, let me put it that way. It's just a human thing. Everybody deals with this. Very few people can take action on things, can put plans and in motion into place without setting some sort of time horizon for when that should be done. Now, I'm being a little careful with my words because uh, I've actually had a change of heart over the years on what we might traditionally think of as goal setting. I used to do this a lot. And um, for many years in a row, like I, I mean, I, I was using a, a planner uh, that was focused on goal setting. Michael Hyatt's full focus planner, by the way, I think it's a great planner. And I think it's a great idea. And a great system, by the way. But I was finding that for me, my goals never ended up actually getting accomplished. And the reason for that is the things that came up in the moment that I was reacting to and making good decisions on um, were leading to great outcomes that often went down various roads that would allow me to not have time to accomplish the goals. 
And, uh, and then I discovered Jason Fried and David Heinemeyer Hansen's thoughts on this, specifically Jason Fried. Um, in one of their books, I forget which book, but he's got some blogs on it and all that. You, you can go look this up. Um, and I, I wrote a blog about this on steveshram.co uh, as well. And basically, it was permission not to set goals. Um, and that might sound really counterintuitive, especially given the discussion that we've just had. But the idea there is rather than setting goals that are sort of detached from reality, if instead you're just living very present inside of the reality that's happening and doing the best work and making the best decisions that you possibly can on a daily basis, that is more likely to contribute to long-term success than setting goals and visions for things that don't exist, at least for some people. Okay, whichever works for you, fine. I mean, I, I know people who like are all in the visualization route and all of that stuff. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's fine if it works for you. For me, what works is showing up every day, doing the best work possible. But you do need to have a direction, at least a direction. And there does need to be some sort of time horizon, especially when it comes to your life. You need to figure out how you want to live your life, how you want to spend your time and design your business to support it. Now, let me give you just three people and then we're going to kind of round out here. If you're thinking, well, I don't even know where to start as it relates to like how I want to own or interact and like work in my business to help me design the life that I want. I'm going to give you three uh, people and give you a, a name for each of their models to help you stew on this and think about it in a really practical way. All right. The first one is the Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, of course, famously wrote the um, four hour work week. And he's done a lot of other four hour books in that same sort of vein uh, for different uh, things in his life. But he wrote the four hour work week. And the way that he describes uh, his time there, of course, he works actually more than four hours a week. That's not the point. But in, in the business that he first grew to make it to that point, the idea was is that he spent a lot more time considering what the next right thing to do was than necessarily uh, working in the business. And so the way that I put this down is uh, Tim Ferriss is the owner with virtually zero operation, virtually zero operation. And again, if you were to look at his life, maybe that's not exactly true. I'm just saying if you read the four hour work week and you've seen the way that he handles things is the way that I think it would be fair to put it is that he owns the business. He does virtually zero operation in the business. Every now and then he checks email to make decisions and then that's it. Okay. So that's the idea there. Do you want to be the owner with virtually zero operation happening in your business? Okay. The next one is the James Shramco. Okay. The James Shramco. And he wrote a book called Work Less, Make More. Fantastic business coach, online mentor, lots of blogs, podcasts, YouTube, like all of that stuff. Very, very helpful guy. Super duper practical. And the way that I put him is he's the owner with minimum profitable operation. The owner with minimum profitable operation. And by the way, this is where I like to be, okay? I like to be involved very much in my business. Um, but I want my operation within the business to be minimal. I had rather spend my time because it makes more sense for, for the business, for my clients, for me, for my team. It makes more sense across the board if my time is spent creating the system and developing the people that delivers an amazing result to clients. And so that's what I do. So I do. I want to be the owner that has maximum profitable, or excuse me, minimum profitable operation. And when I say profitable, I don't just mean like profitable in terms of numbers. I mean like, um, um, you know, what is good? What is, what is profitable? What is um, 
you know, economical in this scenario. Okay. I want it to be the best thing for that, uh, you know, for that scenario. So that's the James Shramko owner, minimum profitable operation. Why the James Shramko? Well, if you read his book, Work Less, Make More, he talks about this, you know, how he's, he's going to go out and, you know, he wakes up and he might work for just a minute and then he goes and catches the surf and then he comes back and like, he might work about six hours a day or something like that. And, um, in between, you know, basically he works in between surf breaks, you know, if you want to put it like that and, and that sort of thing, that's what I'm striving for. Am I there now? No, not exactly. Um, but, uh, I'm getting there and that, I, that's what I want it to look like. That's what I'm striving for. Okay. So we've got the Tim Ferriss and the James Shramko. And then the final one is the Elon Musk. And his is pretty, you know, simple to understand. Owner with maximum operation. He owns these businesses and he operates in them to the maximum extent of output that he possibly can. He is both revered and um, hated for this. There are people who think he's nuts. And there are days when he probably thinks he's nuts. Then there are people who look at him and, you know, he's a shining example, positive, you know, positive light of hustle culture and, and getting things done and whatever. The reality is most people aren't trying to go to Mars, you know, save the human race in three different ways. Um, but that's the task that Elon Musk has, you know, taken upon himself. And um, I respect him for everything he's done. But I can't work like that. I can't be like that. And I'm feeling a little more like that. I mean, I was just full disclosure. You know, I was up till three in the morning this morning working on um, the, the website for a business that a buddy of mine uh, have. And uh, it's in sort of the startup phase and we're trying to get traction and we were trying to fix the, a huge problem of website navigation flow. And we did. I think we fixed it last night. But yeah, I mean, it was up till three in the morning. I've been on the phone a lot these past couple of weeks, uh, more than I ever cared to be. Um, but it's for a good reason. And it's seasonal. Um, and this is something that is, I'm just going to throw in kind of here a, a bonus at the end is that um, just about however you need to be, whether you're going to be Tim Ferriss or James Shramko or Elon Musk. A lot of times you need to just be aware of the seasons in your life and allow those to inform what you're doing and realize that things are seasonal. For example, just before Christmas, I had a conversation with my wife and we've had these conversations before. And I told her, I said, we're, you know, it looks like, unfortunately, but it's, it's fortunate and unfortunate. It's great for, you know, financially and for our, our lives long-term and for the business, but short-term it's unfortunate. Um, I said, you know, this is going to be another one of those busy seasons. You know, I'm, I'm anticipating probably a month or two where it's going to be working more than I intend to, you know, on the phone more than I intend to, less available than I intend to. And she's an amazing person and is willing to um, to support me in that. And I think it's amazing. And And there's some back and forth too because she has a business as well and she oftentimes has to go in and she'll have seasons where it's a week or two where she's just hardcore she's working she's downstairs she's in her office doing what she needs to do and then other seasons where it's a little bit less like that and so fortunately we have that understanding and, and it works out um but yeah i mean if you ever have to do the elon thing especially try to make that seasonal you know i would much more uh, rather biased towards the the James Shramko or the Tim Ferriss on the regular and then make the Elon Musk times more seasonal because that's ultimately going to be more sustainable um, if you care about your business and your life. Okay, my friends, that's all I have for you on this week's episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. A little different, but I hope it helped you and uh, I hope it helps you see the vision for what we're trying to do here and help you build a, a business that supports your lifestyle and gives you a stable income for your family for years to come. You guys take care. Catch you in the next episode. 
Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.